The following sermon was delivered to Christ Central Church in order to further our knowledge and adoration of who God is. We pray that it displays the hope found in Christ and strengthens your faith in Him. You have a copy of God's Word. Would you join me, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, we are studying faith, studying faith, Hebrews chapter 11, and we're doing so as the writer of Hebrews takes us through the lives of uh, Old Testament men and women of faith. And today we begin the, the great man of faith. When it comes to faith, Examples of, of faith in God's word. There is no one that is his, his equal. That is the man Abraham. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 through 16. Focuses on. Well through 19 actually focuses on. Abraham this morning. We'll read through, through 16 together, though this morning we're just going to do 8, 9, and 10. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. And by faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she had considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants, as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. They had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out. They would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared for them a city. There really is no one in God's word that has had their lives of faith as closely chronicled as that of Abraham. You've been with us um, for a while. You will know before we began our study of the book of Hebrews, we walked together through the life of Abraham for many weeks studying Genesis chapter 12 through Genesis chapter 25. That's, that's the, the life chronicled, the life of faith chronicled of Abraham, that many chapters in Genesis did you know that, that Abraham is mentioned over 70 times 
in the New Testament over 70 times, and it usually is about his faith, his belief in God. So much so that those who have faith are called children of Abraham because it was through Abraham, it was through this man that God gave the covenant of grace by which we are to be saved. He is the man of faith. And his faith provides for us a model to follow. So that's, that's what we're doing as we work through Hebrews chapter 11. We work through these Old Testament men and women. We're looking at them, their lives, their faith. And we're seeing in them what faith is and how in response we are to live. And we have that clearly in so many ways in the life of Abraham. And so it's no wonder that the writer of, Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews pays so much attention to Abraham. You know, we, we've, we've worked together through um, faith of Abel, faith of Noah, faith of Enoch, the faith of Noah. I mean, a verse, two verses at the most. Here we, we get to, to Abraham and the, and the writer of Hebrews um, goes, covers him from, from verse 8 all the way down to, to verse 19. And then four different times. Four different times in those verses, the writer of Hebrews states, by faith, Abraham. By faith, Abraham. So there's a lot that we can learn about faith from the life of Abraham. In particular, there's, there's, um, there's three things we learned this morning about, about faith. And that is that faith obeys, faith believes, and faith focuses that's what we're going to see in these verses together. Three verses, three points. Faith obeys, faith believes, and faith focuses. The first thing we see about Abraham here in these verses is that when Abraham was called by God to go, by faith, Abraham went. That's, that's where the story of Abraham begins. Abraham was an inhabitant of um, a land called Ur. Ur. This is, a, this is an ancient civilization. The call to Abraham comes 1,900 years before Christ. And so that's, that's, that's almost as far before Christ as we are after him. But even then, some 1,900 years before Christ, the land of Ur was already an ancient city located in, in southern Iraq. And it was, as, as history has proven, as archaeology has proven, it was a dark pagan city that was full of idol worshipers. And so it was from among these people that God calls out this man, Abram. Now, Abraham is spoken of differently than Noah or Enoch because there is no indication in God's word, no indication that Abraham was a good man. There's no indication that Abraham was a, a righteous man. Not before God called him to, to go. 
There's no indication that God did it and God chose him because of, of who Abraham was or how Abraham lived. Uh, Enoch was not. I mean, he just was not anymore because he walked with God. This is not the case with Abraham. In fact, it's probably the very opposite of that. It certainly was, was true that when God's call to, to Abram came, he was, a, he was a pagan. He was an idol worshiper. He was an idol worshiper like his father before him. Joshua tells us this in Joshua chapter 24, verses 2 and 3. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates. Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahor, and they served other gods. They served other gods. Then I took your father, Abraham, from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. And I gave him Isaac. You see, God didn't choose Abraham because Abraham was worthy of being chosen. God didn't choose Abraham because Abraham was a man of faith. Abraham was a, a pagan idol worshiper with a pagan idol worshiper dad in a pagan idol worshiping land. God didn't choose Abraham because Abraham was worthy. God chose Abraham because God is sovereign and his sovereign choice is a work of grace. Abraham wasn't worthy, but God is worthy. And God is worthy of worship from all nations. And so God chooses Abraham, the least likely. And God gives him grace. And God calls him out for his glory and his purposes to make from him a people that comprises all tongues, all nations, for the glory of God. God doesn't choose those who are worthy because the reality is that none of us are worthy. I'm not worthy. You're not worthy. No one is worthy. But God chooses because He is sovereign and His sovereign choice is a work of grace, not one that we earn. And I will tell you what, that is really good news for me and it should be really good news for you. Because there's a whole lot of people who live their lives and think, I'm not good enough to be used by God. I'm not good enough to follow Him. I'm not good enough to, to, to do those things. Here's the really good news of the grace of God. You are exactly right, but God chooses us anyway for His glory. You're not good enough. I'm not good enough. Abraham wasn't good enough. But God chose him anyway. And what does God call him to do? God calls him to leave, to go to the unknown. God promises to show him a land for an inheritance. This, this story mentioned here in Hebrews chapter 11, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out 
to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance is a reference back to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 is where we first meet him. Now, the Lord said to Abram, this was before the Lord had changed his name, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Here's Abraham, old in age, 75 years old, an idol worshiper like his father before him in a pagan land, and he hears the call of God to go. And Abraham obeys. Now little did Abraham know that this wouldn't change just his life. It wouldn't change just his children's lives. But this very moment in Hebrews chapter 12, in a pagan land of Ur, with a pagan man named Abram, this very moment shapes the history of God's redemptive work as a whole. This very moment laid the foundation for how God relates to us and we relate to Him in the terms of a covenant. And it is this very moment that we begin to see how salvation would come through Jesus Christ. I think about that. I think about Abraham. I think about Abraham living his life. 75 years, he's been there a long time. He's with his wife. Sarah, they're doing their thing. They, they, they're, they're living their life. Then out of nowhere, God calls. I can't help but think, man, you just, you never know what God is up to. You never know. You never know. You never know how He could be using you for His purposes. You never know. I mean, God led Abraham in it on a, on a little bit. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give you an inheritance. I'm going to give you some children. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that dishonor you. But man, I, I just, I can't help but think Abraham had no idea of all that God would do through him. Church, the same is, is, is true with us. Now, I'm, I'm no Abraham, and neither are you. But God still uses everyday people, the, the, the least worthy, the most unexpected, out of the blue, for His purposes, for His glory, for His grace. And what we have to do is obey by faith. Faith obeys the call of God. That's what faith does. By faith, Abraham obeys. That's, that's how the writer of Hebrew begins this study of the, of the life of, of Abraham. It's the most important thing. By faith, Abraham obeys. 
And he obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. The life of faith, a life lived of faith, begins when God reveals himself to us. In in Abraham's case, his life of faith began when God revealed himself in a a manner that that was divine, (coughs) visible, and, and audible. Right? At least that's how it seems. We're not told specifically how, how God spoke to, to Abraham, but, but I think it's pretty safe to say that this was a divine encounter with the holy God that had a component to it that was visible and certainly had a component to it that was, that was audible. Now, for us, it's... it's not usually that way. Now, now, I'm a Baptist, but God, can, God could still do that if he wanted to. Okay? But for us, a life of faith begins when God reveals himself to us. And usually, I, w- I would say always, that it, it begins by, by hearing God's word. God reveals uh, himself to us through the word preached. And that could be attending a church, hearing a pastor. It could be reading your Bible alone. It could come from the, the words, the, the words of, of a family member or a friend that point you to the, to the scriptures. But in every case, faith begins with God revealing himself to someone who is lost in their sin. Who's living their own life in their own way. And grace comes and calls us to a life of faith. That, that, ha- that has to happen. Faith doesn't happen by osmosis. Faith doesn't happen by hanging around people of faith. Faith doesn't happen because your mom or dad had faith or your grandparents had faith. Faith doesn't happen because you, you know, are, are attending a church or, 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 or whatever. Faith begins, the life of faith begins... When God issues a call, when God reveals himself and his glory and the gospel and the truth and the weight of your sin and the forgiveness offered in Christ Jesus, grace comes and calls us to a life of faith. And that call is always to obedience to a faith that obeys. Listen, the very first thing we learn about faith in the life of Abraham is that faith requires obedience. Faith requires obedience. Abraham had to leave his home. He had to. He had to leave his family. He had to go where God had called him. If he had not, then he didn't have faith, right? It would make no sense if Genesis chapter 12 said, and the Lord God revealed himself to Abraham, to Abram and said, go from your family, from your kindred, from your home to a land that I will show you and I will bless you and I will make of you a great nation and 
And I will bless those who bless you. And those who dishonor you, I will curse. And through you, the whole world will be blessed. And Abraham heard the word of God, went back to sleep, woke up the next day, and believed the Lord, but kept doing what he'd always done. That makes no sense. Because faith doesn't operate that way. Faith always requires obedience. It was true with Abraham, and it's true with you, and it's true with me. This is how it is for all who would be saved. God's call is one of obedience. Now, now it isn't always a, a call to move to another country. It might be. I pray regularly that God would call many of us to move to other countries to take the gospel there. It may not be always to move to another country like Abram, but it's always a call to leave yourself and your own desires and your own ways. It's always that. This is why Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Because real faith, real conversion always results, always results in a changed life. In a changed direction. Faith is always followed by obedience. If it's not, it's not real faith. Faith is always followed by obedience. Always. If there's no obedience, then there's no real faith. Abraham heard the call of God to go, and by faith he obeyed, even when he didn't have all the answers as to where he was going. Um, that it, it, it seems to me that the, the writer of Hebrews is really making sure that we get that. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was received to, to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. I've heard testimony of people before who have refused to come to faith in God because they recognize that if they did, that God might require from, some, from them something they were unwilling to give. I, I appreciate that. If you're sharing the gospel with somebody and they give you that answer, like, we got really good ground to start, to start laying a foundation on. Because they, they're realizing that if God is who God is, and if we are who we are, then our faith in Him demands that we obey Him, then He might call me to do something or to give up something that I'm not willing to give up. Listen, when, when we come to God in faith, then we obey His commands. And it can be that we will not always have all the answers. Abram didn't have all the answers. But faith obeys even when we don't have all the answers. 
That's the emphasis of Abram's faith. And he went out not knowing where he was going. When we respond to God's call in faith, there will be some who will question. They will will question us. If we respond in faith, in obedience to the call of God on our life, there will be those around us who will look at us and say, why are you throwing your life away to serve God? Why are you obeying the Bible instead of what the world would call normal? Why are you making these changes? Why are you doing these things? Why are you going to these places? What are you doing? Imagine what Abram's friends and family thought. I would imagine his response was the same as what ours shall should be. That God is called, and I don't have all the details, but I must obey because I want to be saved by faith in him. God is called. I don't have all the details, but I believe in the promises of God. Because real faith always obeys. And real faith also believes. Saving faith is always followed by a life of faith. A life that believes in the promises of God against all earthly odds. This is verse 9. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise. As in a foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. You see, verse 9 is a verse of perseverance. That's what verse 9 is. You see, Abraham began by obeying God's call. God called and he went. It's that simple. But Abraham persevered by believing in God's promises. And that perseverance took him to foreign lands. That perseverance took him into battles, into droughts, to living in tents as a stranger, as a foreigner in a foreign land. But by faith, he believed in the promises of God. And he persevered. See, there there have been many a Christian that have walked an aisle and said a prayer. I probably should say Christian. That have walked an aisle and said a prayer. And then they fell away. Because a life of faith in the face of trials and hardships is more difficult throughout our life than it is at the beginning of our faith. Regurgitating a prayer is easy. That's easy. Living a life of faith, believing in the promises of God in the face of hardships and trials battles and droughts. That's difficult. You see, Abraham got to the land. He got there. 
so the land of, of Canaan. And it was inhabited by the Canaanites. They were idol worshipers. And it was there among them that he lived in tents as a stranger until he died. That's the picture of, of faith. That's the picture of faith. That in this life, we may not experience, we will not certainly experience all of the promised blessings of God. In this life, we might, after God calls us, we might go on living in tents as strangers. But see, Abraham had a promise from God. And he believed it. He believed it. And this promise from God, it was his. It belonged to him. He, he had received it. It was his. And it was his right then. But it wasn't his fully. Not yet. Church, the same is true for us. By faith, we have great promises from God. And those promises, they are ours right now. But they're not ours yet. Not fully. This is why faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. That's what the writer of Hebrews is, is illustrating for us. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not yet seen. This is Abraham. Abraham had a promise from God. A promise that he would have a land as his inheritance. And that promise and that land was his right then. But it wasn't his yet. Abraham was able to see the things that weren't yet there. Not, not only was it Abraham, but I'm, I'm really excited to preach these verses next week. I mean, talk about a, a legacy of of faith. It wasn't just, just him, but it was, it was his children. For they, they saw what wasn't there yet. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. Abraham had the evidence though he could not see it, though it was not his yet. He had the evidence. He had the promise. And he believed the promise of God. And this was sure faith. These promises, they fueled his perseverance. Against all odds, he continued to believe God. And Abraham's experience shows us that the life of faith is not one of receiving all God's promises in a tangible form, but rather believing them in the face of hardship, receiving them by faith, living as Abraham did out of a confidence and a reliance on God, living by faith, not by sight. Because like Abraham before us, we are pilgrims here. We are strangers. We are sojourners in a foreign land on the way to a promised land. 
Philippians chapter 3 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. This makes us strangers here. We are aliens in this world. And so 1 Peter chapter 2 says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of flesh which wage war against your soul. This is not our home. We do not live like the world lives. We do not follow the pattern of the Canaanites. We follow the pattern of the promises of God by faith. And by faith, our focus isn't here. By faith, our focus is there in that place where we are headed. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things of earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Because faith obeys. Faith responds in obedience. And then faith believes the promises of God. And that's a means of perseverance. And then lastly, faith focuses. Faith focuses. Faith looks for, it focuses on the promises of God. Faith looks for, it focuses on the place of God. Faith looks and it focuses on the path to God. Look at verse 10. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Can't you imagine Abraham laying in his tent? looking through those flaps. He wasn't looking for only a physical home. He wasn't looking at only a physical land. But he was yearning for a better city, an eternal city. There's There's some imagery at work here. You see, Abraham is is here in this promised land, this land that was promised to him and to his, his ancestors after him. This promise that was his, this land that was his right then, but not yet. And he lived there in a tent. He lived there in a tent. Last year, Jacob and I took the kids camping, and I lived one night in a tent. And I'll never do it again. I am too old to sleep on the ground. My body hurt for a week. Because a tent has no foundation. A tent has no foundation. A tent has no comfort. A tent has no permanence. And so Abraham's laying in a tent with no foundation and he's looking through those flaps at cities with foundations. Looking at cities with earthly foundations. 
but he's seeing with eyes of faith and he's yearning for a city with eternal foundations. And I'm sure it was tempting for Abraham. And he could have left those tents. And he could have joined in on the comforts afforded him in Canaan by a home with the foundation in a city with the foundations. But Abraham chose the eternal instead of the temporal. And by faith, he looked at what was to come, not being content on what the offerings, with what the the world offers. You see, this is Colossians 3. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on the things above, not on the things of earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This This is faith. You have died. When you come to faith, you die. You're called to leave your old life and to die to yourself. You're now a new creation looking with faith towards a new creation, a new home. So live as sojourners. Live as an exile. And do it by abstaining from the passions of the flesh. Look forward to a city that has foundations whose designers and builder is God. Abraham looked at what is to come. He wasn't content on what the world had to offer because faith focuses on the promise of God. Because faith focuses on the place of God. Lifts Faith lifts our eyes to see what is unseen. A tent, a temple in heaven where God is reigning on His throne. And Christ is there at His right side as our high priest. To a land that awaits us, a home that awaits us, to a Savior that awaits us, to a city whose builder is God. Jesus promised, for if I go, I will prepare a place for you. And I will come and bring you to myself. That where I am, there you may also be. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I wouldn't have said so. Faith focuses on the promises of God. Faith focuses on the place of God, a heavenly perspective. And faith focuses on the path to God, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Faith calls us to a life of obedience. Faith calls us to a life of belief, ongoing belief in the promises of God in the face of 
trials and difficulties. And faith calls us to focus on a heavenly reward that is only ours by faith in Christ Jesus. It is through faith in Christ alone that we will come to the place of God. Seeing the face of God. Dwelling with Him for all eternity in a city whose foundations were built by God and experiencing all of the promises of God only by faith in Christ Jesus are those things ours. It was only by faith that they were Abraham's. And I hope as we continue to walk through this study, you begin to see and I begin to see and we are reminded together that faith is so much more than just an emotion. It's so much more than just a feeling. Faith is a call to obedience and to perseverance and to trust. Faith is a call to see the things that are unseen, to believe with sure confidence the things that are not yet. And to live a life in faithful obedience and ongoing belief in the promises of God. Because our eyes are not drawn to the things of this world. Our eyes are lifted towards heaven where we eagerly await our Savior. Father, would you help us live this way by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. A life of obedience, a life of belief, a life that looks to you and to your promises and that sees there a great high priest who's interceding for us and who is calling all to come to him who are weary and heavy laden. That are calling us to deny ourselves and to take up our cross and to follow him. So Father, would we live that kind of life of faith? In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to this Christ Central Church sermon series. To find our gathering location and more sermons, visit ChristCentralChurch.net.